Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In Florida, a man attempts to hire a hitman after his plot to steal a couple's home gets exposed. In Las Vegas, a teen is beaten to death after attempting to stand up for a friend. Mm. And in Hollywood, the son of a top agent is in deep trouble after he's caught with body parts. Uh-oh. These stories and more coming at you today, Friday, November 17th on Real Life Real Crime Daily. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Friday. Friday. Mike Agavino is back in, Mike's in back. the house. And Woody's back. Jim's yeah. the only Jim's one. Only one. So <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like that old piece of furniture you never want to throw out. <laughs> it's just well, always there. <laughs> That's me. I'm the I'm the old recliner. Right. That's yeah. right. Well, my one day suspension, <laughs> which we won't talk about here, was spent doing work around the house, and so I thank the board for giving me some time to take care of a couple of things that needed to get taken care of around there. Well, it's all good. And the board is dead. <laughs> the, point, the, more you, the more you say the board is dead, the more you're angering the board. I understand. And that's why the board is dead. The, <laughs> that's why they're going to keep fucking. All right. Let's give them some crime time for Friday. And, of course, we're starting where we typically always start, the state of Florida. There you I mean, go. Florida's always got good content. Dallas County or Ocala today? Well, I'm going to let you figure that one out. <laughs> After a man failed to steal a, co- a couple's multi-million dollar Florida home, he tried hiring a hitman to kill him. So they couldn't testify against him in court. Nice. Uh, now a judge has sentenced him to 17 and a half years in prison. Now let me tell you how the crime unfolded. A married couple learned they were no longer listed as the owners of their multi-million dollar Florida home when they received updated property tax information. This was back in August of 2021. Instead of a fake charity organization, or instead a fake charity organization called Aura Inc. was listed as the owner of their estate. So imagine if you're these people, right? The couple then found a fraudulent uh, deed saying that they had granted ownership of the property to that organization for $500, but nice. they never did. Uh, Alexander Lazinski of North Reddington Beach, Florida. So do you know where that's at? North Reddington Beach. Reddington Beach. Reddington Beach used his fake uh, charity organization to file the the uh, fraudulent deed to try and transfer the home ownership to himself. Uh, Lazinski is accused of stalking the married couple before ever the, ever knowing them. They didn't even know his name. When they filed a lawsuit against him to correct the deed on their home, Lazinski responded by harassing him and their attorney representing them in the hey, case. He's right. Sorry. Yes. Reddington Beach is in guess what county? 
Pinellas. <laughs> no way. That's where it is. Uh, there you Redington go. Beach is Another a town Pinellas. of Pinellas, of course California, it is. Florida, United States, the population of 1,427. There you go. <laughs> Never fails. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, he starts harassing their attorney. Uh, he's harassing them by sending them faxes. E- faxes? Who sends faxes right. anymore? Emails, letters, all these sorts of things. And one letter threatened to file a false lien against the couple's out-of-state residents as well, saying, I don't want to see your career go down the drain. Mm-hmm. Lazinski was charged with deed fraud in April of 2022 in relation to his efforts to steal that customer's home, couple's home. Uh, in August of 2022, when Lazinski was incarcerated at Pinellas County Jail, the couple received a letter from an inmate. Here's where it gets interesting. So this inmate says Lazinski offered him $45,000 to help hurt the couple. The inmate also wrote the assistant U.S. district attorney of Lazinski's plan and later became a confidential informant for the government. Now, you know... Look, we talk about crime. What are you ever ten and jailhouse snitches? Yeah, and if they think they can get something out of it, yeah. look. If you want to get somebody killed, don't go to another inmate because he's exactly. going to try to work that into exactly. a deal with the government. The inmate told the FBI that Lazinski said the pending criminal fraud case against him would have to be dropped if the couple were dead. Lazinski started speaking with the undercover agent, posing as a hitman, and offered the agent thirty thousand dollars to kill the couple. In one phone call, the undercover agent asked Lazinski if he was good with having the couple killed. Lazinski said yes. Lazinski was sentenced to 17 years in six months in prison on charges of murder for hire this past Wednesday, and his sentence for the charge of uh, obstruction of justice will be served consecutively to a prior sentence in a fraud case, imagine that, which involved three different fraud schemes, including his attempt to take over, over ownership of the couple's home we just talked about. In that case, in another case, he's accused of filing several more fraudulent warranty deeds purporting to deed himself and his business 10 properties around the United States, and collectively they were valued at over $300 million. What? Absolutely. That sounds like Mike's Kitchen. And if you, mm. that's right. And if you're curious where Reddington is in Pinellas County, um, it's about 15 miles northwest of St. Petersburg. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So the, you get it all on this show. On the you, get, you get the maps, you get the crimes, yep. the ways or whatever. I that's mean, crazy. why wouldn't he just go online and call Guido? Right. And, whose right. prices are much more reasonable than yeah. $40,000. You know, that would have. Yeah. You got a bargain shop, but but that's a that's a common uh, fraud scheme now. I mean, I don't know if you implemented real? it the same way, but yeah, people getting uh, taking home ownership from uh, uh, from somebody by uh, through fraud and getting control of the deed, and and, uh, and probably a lot of them instead of paying attorneys fees or whatever, they're like mm, give me five thousand dollars and I'll, I'll you know, yeah, like they do with these. When they steal your, right. still, uh, you know, they call a doctor's office and get all the records, and right. we'll release them back to you for this price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's ridiculous. For real, right? But come on, Pinellas, come on. Pinellas, hey, Step we need an invite, Pinellas. We're making y'all famous all the time. <laughs> not, not necessarily for the right reasons all the time. Right. Yeah, yeah they, may, yeah, they, they probably have, hate They us. do have lovely beaches. It and is golf, a great retirement super area. super golf cars, right? The, uh, Catherine Stewart is there, who's... Uh, Big listener of another one of our shows who now listens 
uh, to real life, real crime. And Thank you for listening, she, uh, Catherine. She loves living there. So. Hey, shout out to the, to uh, my two different DoorDash drivers last night. They were both lifers. Shout out to shut out. It was dark, and then one guy was like, Yo, what are you over there? And I was like, yes, sir. And he said he listens to us. And I told him, thank you so much. And then the lady pulled up and she, she said, oh, my God. You know, and I listen to everything that y'all do. So shout out to all you lifers. We love y'all. Yeah, that's right. That's great. And, and it also okay. ensures you're not going to get your drink peed in. Hey, which but you is, know what? Listen, I know better than not check my fucking order. The, the order I order from Popeye's, I got everything but the chicken. And it's like I'm, I'm not even bothering. Right <laughs> Wait, yeah, what man. is everything but the ch- uh, coleslaw, a no, biscuit, yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, four biscuits, a fry, and a red beans and rice? Four biscuits. Yep. That's a, that's, hey, I that's a lot of biscuit. But. Yeah. You know, speaking of lifers and coming up to you, I have one come up to me in Carter's oh, grocery store here locally, like and the guy says, uh, "Guy says." Are you Jim Chapman? I said, yeah. And he, and he said, oh, man, I listen to your show. And shout out to that guy if he's listening right now. Nice. I listen to your show. I listen to Bloody Angola. I listen to local leaders. Right. And, oh, man, I appreciate it. You know, and it let him know how much we appreciate that. And he says, I got to be honest, man, I'm, I'm a fan of Aggo. <laughs> <laughs> That's the that's the third guy broke my heart right there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's the third guy. Second, second. No, that's the third. Then you went. Then you went. And you ran. And it was a clean up on all. No, I was very. I said that guy's a good guy. He is a good guy. All right. So y'all, Las Vegas. I used to spend so much time there um, working on on. well, your tan. We'll just say Working on your swim. tan. Yeah, I, 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 you know, used to go, you know, sometimes just for fun or whatever. But I spent way too much time there, and in different parts of the city that have nothing to do with the strip. But let me tell you about a story. A teenage boy has died days after he was horrifically beaten by a huge gang of bullies near a Las Vegas high school. Mm. The attack happened on November 1st near Rancho High School when a 17-year-old Jonathan Lewis was pummeled by around 15 other youths. Officers believe the boy was targeted after he stood up for a smaller friend who had just been robbed by the mob. Police officers found him about 2 or 5 p.m. that day bleeding from the head. The team was put on life support at the University Medical Center where he died Tuesday after doctors made several attempts to save his life. All I can do is hope there's a way that they can find forgiveness in their heart and find a way to be able to come to terms with they, what they've done, the boy's father, also named Jonathan Lewis, said of his son's attackers. Speaking of Channel 8 News, Lewis said that his son usually kept himself and he had planned to move to Austin, Texas to be with his father. The team was living with his mom in Las Vegas at the time of his death. Violence just begets more violence, and these children don't even know what they're doing half the time, Lewis said. In the aftermath of the teen's death, a video circulated on social media showing the moment a fight broke out. It shows a group of about a dozen youths kicking a 17-year-old as he lies curled on the pavement. At least two teens stand nearby filming the attack on their cell phones. Right heroes that they are. Lewis claimed that his son was standing up for a smaller friend who had something stolen by the group and was then thrown in a trash can. He described his son as courageous and said he wished to donate his organs to save others. We'll shout out for him on that part. um, Y'all know we support LOPA, Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency. Since this came out, they've made numerous arrests, uh, I think yesterday, and they're actually saying they're going to arrest more people. Well, guess what? How can you not 
when it's on social media. And right. that's the one of those idiots that stood there doing it, uh, filming it. And, well, guess what? They got the murder actually happening, and you knew the rest were going to come. Um, it's just a matter of working through it. Yeah, and apparently it was over earbuds oh and a God. vape. Yeah, well, and then they threw earbuds the, threw and freaking vape. Threw that kid in the garbage can. Yeah, and and, and, and not the one they killed, but the one they stole from. Exactly. Uh, I don't know, but the uh, a young man is a hero because you know it's. When you sign up for organ don- donation, it's such a slim chance that you're ever going to be selected for the process because you have to be like brain dead and hooked to the machines and all this stuff and be an organ donor already. But the the people that he's going to go on giving the gift of life uh, to other people, hopefully, you know, when they harvest his, his organs, just like when I was in Wisconsin and I got the guy, the young man who received Reese's uh, kidney and, and was, had been alive, I think, six years uh, thus far because and he was in good health, you know. And, and so, that, I don't know, it's sad. Well, and, and how do so many bystanders, I mean, there are a lot, know, there are a lot of this, people watching just this happen, they, they doing nothing about it. too because I had to jump right up in the middle of them. Yeah, just, I don't get it. Scary. Well, and, you know, Vegas again. I mean, remember, was it two months ago? We had the the guys joyriding and taking yeah, yeah, out yeah. the guy on the bike it, for no right, reason right. Turned at out all. To be the chief of police or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, senseless, senseless violence. What they don't know, and it's our future generation. Well, let's go to Hollywood. 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 Where a Hollywood hotshot's son has been arrested over a torso that was found in a dumpster. Oh, Lord. Now, his wife and his in-laws are missing. The son of a top Hollywood agent was arrested after a woman's torso was found in a dumpster near his L.A. home. He was caught on camera disposing what appears to be part of her body in a California strip mall parking lot. Surveillance footage obtained by TMZ shows Samuel Haskell IV parking his white Tesla next to a dumpster in Encino on Tuesday afternoon before opening the back and taking out what appears to be a large garbage bag. Haskell, who's 35, can be seen struggling to hoist the heavy bag onto his shoulder before tossing it into the dumpster. Two separate clips obtained by TMZ show the scene from close up and from far away. And when you look at it, you know when you have a really heavy bag of something right. that you're just getting it to where the momentum of the weight just carries it into right, the dumpster. Right. Well, it's like shoveling over. It's that kind of a – so you know it was right. uh, it was enormously heavy and kind of weird shaped too right. to, have to, to have to do it that way. Uh, the footage was recorded at the same location where a homeless person – who was scavenging for recyclables, uh, recyclables, sorry, stumbled across a human torso early last Wednesday. Investigators said there was no obvious identifying signs on the torso, like tattoos, et cetera, but they believe it likely belongs to Haskell's missing wife, May. They're obviously performing the necessary tests to figure that out right now. May Haskell and her parents, her mom, 
Yang Zing Wang and Dad Gyoshin Lee. Jim, was that acceptable? Sounds good to me. Okay. We're already reported missing before the gruesome find. So before they find the torso of what they believe to be his wife, uh, his in-laws had already been reported missing. Haskell was arrested after investigators discovered a significant amount of blood and other evidence inside his home. He was being held in jail on $2 million bail on murder charges pending a court appearance that was supposed to happen yesterday. He allegedly gave workers $500 to haul away three large trash bags from inside the garage of his Tarzan. He allegedly gave workers $500 to haul away three large trash bags from inside the garage of his Tarzana house on Tuesday, just a day before the dismembered torso was discovered. Haskell's the son of a big Hollywood agent who previously repped stars like George Clooney, Dolly Parton, and Whoopi Goldberg. He allegedly told the workers the bags were filled with rocks. But the group quickly realized the contents were much more sinister. They accepted the money and drove several blocks away to inspect the bags, which they described as soft and soggy, each weighing Uh, over 50 pounds, before turning back and dropping the bags back off. Haskell allegedly tried to pass the body parts off as Halloween props, but the men could not be persuaded to partake in his apparent dirty work. They claim they immediately tried to report the grisly discovery to two separate police stations, but they were turned away. That's not. Can you believe? I mean, you're going to a police station to say, hey, this guy asked us to do this, and this is what we believe we were doing, and so we weren't going to participate, so we went back, and nobody two different police stations. The three, uh, three children that are shared by Haskell and his wife, uh, missing wife were found safe at school and turned over to uh, child services. Haskell, who has described himself as a director and posted several clips online of low budget videos has a history of violence. He was arrested and charged with two counts of assault with a deadly weapon back in December of 08 to which he pleaded no contest and was placed on three years probation. I bet his daddy is so proud. I can imagine. Not good, Hollywood. Torso. I've said so many times, you don't know how hard it is to cut even an animal up, much less a human. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And then take him. I don't know. I don't get it. And then his last name was Haskell. <laughs> Eddie? Eddie has probably a distant, me. distant relative of Eddie. Well, we're going to get to Illinois and an update, an update uh, from a case that has had some traction since last time we reported it. I don't know if y'all remember when we talked about the Illinois police chief that was found in the storage unit. Uh, he was found dead in a storage unit. He was missing. They eventually found him dead. Well, they they have some pretty major updates on that that we're going to bring you right now. Murder charges were reinstated against an Illinois woman who was accused of lethally poisoning that police chief with. uh, She actually would poison his food with eye drops. 
So uh, charges were dropped initially against Marcy Oglesby, 51, in March after the trial judge sided with her defense team argument that Oglesby was deprived of her right to a speedy trial. And then Illinois appeals court overturned that decision, and Oglesby is back in jail now uh, with charges of first-degree murder and concealing the death of a person in connection with Richard Young's gruesome death. Young, 71, was a retired police chief from from Maquin, Illinois, and was in a relationship with Oglesby at the time of his death. A Puget odor uh, emanated from a West Central Illinois storage unit in Knox County, and that prompted that police response. Upon being let in, the officers observed a cardboard box covered with uh, by a blanket with cat litter poured around it. Cat litter. At first, they claimed uh, the odor was caused by old clothes and a possum that had died in the unit. However, Oglesby eventually admitted there was a body in a box. And when she opened it, police officers discovered the human remains dressed in a flannel shirt and wrapped partially in plastic. Four days later, she was arrested and charged with concealing a non-homicidal death. The case was adjourned multiple times until February of 2023 when prosecutors tacked on severe charges of first-degree murder and and first-degree attempted murder. Oglesby used eye drops and an antidepressant prescription to poison uh, Young's food and drink, and he died sometime between October of 2021 and December of 2021. Mm. His body was hidden for about a year until law enforcement caught on, and Oglesby told an investigator uh, that Young died in their home of COVID and that she Uh. put him in the storage unit, panicked, and put him in there. Uh, She told the investigator – she could not fulfill his final wishes, which she described as wanting to be buried at an Indian burial mound and did not know what to do with the body. That was her answer. Bullshit. Another, I say, I call that as well. Another investigator spoke to a woman who described uh, Oglesby as, as kind of like a stepmom. She told investigators that Oglesby planned on poisoning young. So there you go. You got the witness saying she planned to do it. Uh, she does surprisingly remain out of custody on pretrial release. Mm. Eye drops? Eye drops. You ever heard that one? No, I hadn't. Well, some, it was a something. prescription. It was like an eye drop antidepressant. And no, I have never the heard of it. But apparently it's, it's it, you know, it's it's not eye drops. Like she didn't poison okay, it with okay, so, so, yeah. so instead of a pill. So <laughs> instead of a pill. Yeah. It, They're administering medication eyes. as drops in your eyes. Never heard of that. You know um, somebody will probably say that she, she didn't clear her search history, and they went back and found it afterwards, and that's why they came back with the charges. I'd say a good change no, that. If we hadn't heard of it, she hadn't heard of it. But I yeah, I was going to say, I'm good. shocked that they would find that. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah but that, all they had to do is, yeah, you know, but they would have seized her shit and searched it anyway, yeah. and then find out she Googled it, and then um, then when tested for whatever it was, and toxicology comes back, and she goes down first-degree murder. Yep. And I think the attempted part would be she told her, her almost stepdaughter, whatever that lady's name was, that she was going to kill him. Yeah. yeah, and so they, they, they that now you done pieced it together. That's right. right. But but on release, on pretrial release, I get I guess guilt, uh, innocent until proven guilty. Know. You know, you're not gonna get away know. with that twice. But these people that are are trying to dispose of bodies and 
put them in public storage? I mean, do you do yeah. you think you're going to get away but, with? I mean, it? I don't know it, how much it, cat litter she put around it, it, but it, it took a year and a half from to find them. Yeah, she probably thought she I, was let me tell you something. She had five hundred pounds picked, of cat litter. I picked up a dead possum the other day. Went, um, so gross. It was something stinking outside where I processed my meat. And I was like, what the hell? And one of the dogs that killed, you know, the animals have been acting so crazy this year. I've seen more possums. I even saw a skunk in the daytime and, and the deer. You know what the deer are eating? Asphalt. What? Yeah. Because I, I ran over two in, in a couple oh, of days. Sh- I'm serious. They come into the road because that's the only place that's got the green because the dude comes off the side of the road. And it's just crazy. I've never seen anything like it. But anyways, that dead possum stinks. Holy shit. I guarantee you the first cop that walked up outside that thing, if he had ever smelled a DB, a dead body before, he knew and they knew automatically what it was. Mm. And I don't know how you get away with it for that long. And you know what? She should have sprung for a fucking freezer. But <laughs> let's go to another story. It's Virginia. This is a tough one, y'all. A Virginia teenager was killed in an apparent murder-suicide by her ex-boyfriend two days before her 18th birthday. The Blacksburg, Virginia Police Department said in a press release that two high school students were found dead in a parking garage Tuesday but did not identify the teenagers. The mother of one of the students identified one of the teens as their daughter, uh, Serenity Holly. She told the TV station that Serenity was shot in the chest by her ex-boyfriend, who then fatally shot himself. Police did not confirm the deaths were a result of murder suicide, but did say there was an ongoing, no ongoing threats to the community. Let me tell you about that. We never reported on suicides because um, you want to give other people that were depressed the idea to do it and stuff like that, and out of privacy reasons for the family and all that. But murder suicides, I guess, whatever. So Serena, 17, had plans to attend Virginia Tech after graduation. And her mother, Heather Waldron, said that Serenity's school had issued a no-contact order between the two teens. And there had been an incident between the two about a month before. And Serena's family started a GoFundMe that's raised more than twenty grand. And to have known Serenity was to have known love and kindness, the GoFundMe description reads. She admitted it everywhere she went and left no one untouched in a room she shared. She was gorgeous, smart, and well-loved by everyone, and taken entirely too soon from us. Y'all, don't do it. And I've worked these, jeez, Louise. One of my dear friends from high school, a female, um, uh, her significant other, shot her in the face and shot himself. Mm-hmm. Same day the yeah. Baton Rouge shootings went on. And she lived in Atlanta. It's just not worth it. Primary and, solution to a temporary problem. Right. There was a school issued no contact order, yeah, but so not probably, a not a police no contact. Right, order. They probably got into some kind of verbal altercation at school. Mm. Seventeen and gone, and this coward wouldn't even stand trial. Wow. Well, let's uh, let's move to car theft. We've talked a lot about carjacking and right. and car theft problems throughout the year, and it looks like somebody's figured out a real deterrent here, something that appears to be working. All right. What started out as a joke has become a legitimate deterrent in the war against car theft. I think that this started in New Orleans, although the couple of um, places I found uh, 
information on the story didn't validate that, but I've heard that locally. Um, maybe real life, uh, real crime daily nation should be considering this tactic because in recent years, we've seen a massive rise in vehicle break-ins and many are looking for ways to remedy this pan, this pandemic, uh, Local police departments continue to warn citizens to not leave valuables in their vehicles and to never leave anything that may be enticing in plain view. Sadly, that has not stopped many from breaking windows and digging in vehicles in hopes of finding things. Well, one guy came up with his own way to scare off potential thieves. The solution is infestation. That's right. It's an infestation of roaches. Oh, my gosh. Nobody likes roaches, especially those big ass ones that <laughs> I've never cow, seen. Roaches fly like the roaches cow, here, and they roaches. they have engines on them. They freaking fly. Um, many people are freaked out by them. So at some point, somebody started placing fake plastic roaches all over the front seats of his vehicle. Yes, they're fake, but to someone who may be looking to get into a car, they look very real from the outside. The hope is that once a potential thief sees the roaches, they go on and do not break into that vehicle. They choose another one. In a recent field test in Washington, D.C., a small fleet of Kia and Hyundai vehicles were parked along a street famous for its volume of vehicle break-ins and thefts. In a 48-hour period, more than 10 vehicles were broken into, and only one of those vehicles had the plastic bugs. In that particular case... The robber didn't notice the roaches until he had broken the window. But upon sighting the gross critters, he hightailed it out of there and found a different car to target. Mm. So basically, they were effective in every case. This tactic is great. If you're still dealing with thieves in your community, you may want to consider this cheap deterrent. Check out how real the roaches look inside this vehicle. So we'll post this uh, this picture. But this is... Uh, this is what. Oh my God. It's you know, pretty so crazy. They, you know, they put these. these <laughs> it's pretty yeah. sad that yeah, you got to do that. Yeah. Well, it's sad that you'd have to do it, but when you think about it, I could easily see it working this yeah. well. If, if you, as long as you took the time to look in, right? Uh, yeah. Well, and I think these one, people that aren't necessarily jacking cars, but looking to just steal stuff out of cars right. Right. are going to look in because they're specifically looking right. to see if right. they see a bag or yeah. something else valuable. So go get yeah. yourself some plastic roaches and throw them on the front seat of the car. Y'all remember the cop show that came out with, or uh, I can't remember the name of my buddy, Matt Potan. He and I used to work together. We were field training officers together. And now he's been, a, I think he's a captain or a major with NOPD. Um, but he was on the show. NYPD Blue? No, no, no. no. Right. They, they put out decoy cars with cameras and shit in it, and they could remote control and shut them down. They'd leave them. Like the drivers would act like they get in a fight, and they'd leave it in this area. And look, you see the people walking by, and they walk back by, and they jump in the car, and they, they take off. And <laughs> I did kind the, of vaguely All the doors that. lock, and they could shut it down remotely. Yeah. Right? They, they, and, they, and you see the faces like, oh, fuck. And it's, it's decoy car or something yeah. like that. I can't remember. Great show. And, and uh, real cops that were doing it. Very good. Well, cock, those are, by the way, we call them cow cockroaches. And Swin's going to tell a story one day about those. Cow? Cow? Cow cockroaches, okay. yeah. The manhunt's over. Which one? Well, there's a massive manhunt in Pinellas County, Florida. Holy fuck, we can't get For an individual, I'm telling you. And when I tell you this story, they have finally caught him. They've been looking for him since Halloween. Is that the dude was selling um, uh, hard-on pills to an old age home? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. different guy. 
So let me tell you, this uh, a Florida man has been arrested after he struck the host of a haunted house on Halloween uh-huh. in the eye uh-huh. with a gun. Really? Pistol I- whipper. Ignis Schuster. Ignis? Ignis. What a great name. Ingus. It might be Ingus. I-N-G-U-S. Ingus. Ingus. Schuster. 20 was taken to the Pinellas County Jail on charges of aggravated battery and possession of a bulletproof vest in commission with this felony. Now, wait till you hear his reasoning. On Halloween night, Halloween night, Schuster entered the haunted house attraction at the victim's home wearing a bulletproof vest armed with a plastic airsoft gun. He approached the victim who was dressed in costume but was not acting like a scary character grabbed the gun from his holster, and struck the victim in the eye with the gun's handle. Deputies said the incident actually caused a significant injury under his eye, which began to bleed. Schuster (laughs) told the victim he thought the guy was a statue and began to laugh and was unapologetic. He tried to run out of the home, but was stopped by the victim and later arrested by deputies. So he basically walked up to the house, walked in, thought the dude was like a fake Halloween, yeah, you know, so freaking and statue. Pistol, and pistol with him with And pistol with him. The airsoft <laughs> was The guy's standing there. And it, now whose fault is that, though? The guy is standing there because he's pretending he's a statue. Yeah. Yeah, but you go in the house. And but why are you pistol whipping the That's decorations, the dude? I know. He must have oh, yeah. too much acid. Uh, there, there was something, but I, you know, we'll post the picture because when when we show you this guy, what this guy looks like, he looks like the kind of guy that would pistol whip a statue. <laughs> right, right. So does tip, does that not look like he can he can be sellies with uh, that dude from the earlier he's a tough one earlier store in Pinellas? <laughs> yeah. Pinellas needs to bust like a couple hundred of these hoodlums out of there. Yeah, they ought to pay us. Not pistol to whipping me them. with a water pistol. What's wrong with you, boy? And then the guy that called the cops. I mean, I don't yeah. know that. <laughs> he hit me with a toy gun. Yeah, they, yeah. Those airsoft guns look very real. Yeah, they That's do. Why they start I know. putting the orange barrels on them. Yeah, them off. And, and they're heavy. It, look, if it, it, if it, 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 it yeah, it's, you it's know. not like it's a water pistol. Yeah, right. But all right, y'all. Kentucky. All right. A Kentucky teenager has been charged with attempted murder after attacking a police officer during an arrest. On November 4th, the Mount Washington Police Department shared a press release uh, with details regarding the events that happened leading up to the incident. A young woman later identified as 18-year-old Kenzie Varnasdale was reportedly caught trespassing in Lindsay's Duval Park around 6 a.m., according to Bullitt County officials. The press release states that an officer, Bramer, identified himself as a police officer, and upon contact with Varnasdale, he attempted to obtain identification from her. Before that could happen, she ran like a little bitch. And <laughs> after a chase, Bramer caught up with the teen in the 1100 block of Emma Court. While trying to detain Barnesdale, she allegedly spun around and struck the officer just above his left eye with a screwdriver. Oh, my right. gosh. Phillips or Flathead? I don't know. But the department stated that her actions put Bramer at a risk of serious physical injury or death. Um, the officer was then able to place her in custody before being transported to an area hospital for treatment where he was later released. 
And the same day, Mount Washington Police Sergeant, or yeah, Austin Batcher said that Brown was doing okay. Barnesdale was placed in custody at the Bullitt County Detention Center, and she's charged with attempted murder of police. Um, and she's being investigated for other criminal acts in the Mount Washington area that occurred that morning. So I don't know. A freaking screwdriver. Crazy. That's yeah, that's always that teach you that's when you're going to get hers when you go to put the cuffs on somebody. Yeah. And uh, of course she ran anyway. What? Well, that's when it's it becomes real to that to that person getting arrested. Yeah, thank God she hit it. About to get the cuffs on. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. Oh, it's especially when you get that first one on. Yeah, around, put your hands behind your back. You put that first one. That's when they're going to fight. Yeah, and I always had the legs spread and and, and keep them a little off balance, and that, you could just tell. And they could do. It. And now look, if they pull that cuff out of your hand. That's a weapon. The, the free cuff that they, they swing at you. Yeah. You don't want to get hit in the head mm-hmm. because it hurts. I, I saw a clip on Facebook yesterday of a um, of a lady getting arrested. And, you know, it's one of those reels or whatever on Facebook. And uh, they they smell marijuana. So there's a searcher, and she was very voluptuous. Right. Okay, so the female <laughs> cop is searching her, and she's having to go up under them them boobies right Right. i mean they're gigantic right big boobies so she's getting under there and she pulls out it's a it's a little bag of weed and it looked even smaller because these things were enormous but she pulls it out and and the lady looks and she goes what is that (laughs) like she was shocked this stuff was oh she couldn't believe she had weed under her boobs sounds like she could have put it there weeks prior (laughs) it's possible my favorite was when i'd find stuff like that on them and then they would say oh you planted that there like yeah motherfucker i took this bag of cocaine out of my personal (laughs) stash to put it in your pocket yeah my question is the shock on her face was how did that get there my my question is what search term was jim Looking through Facebook on when he stumbled upon know. this woman Boobies with these G, probably crime G, big boobs, you know, arrest, local arrest, right. local arrest with big boob yeah, woman. Well, that, I, that's what I searched. Let me see. Let me see your phone. Let me see your phone. Voluptuous oh, <laughs> arrest. <laughs> he was doing it because he was trying to find a kinky crime. For that's you, right. But yeah. he stumbled. That's right. So it was all that accidental. Is. Let's go back to Callie for a, for a sad story involving a 27-year-old named Tatum Goodwin, who was found murdered in Laguna Beach, of all places. Laguna Beach is beautiful, and so was the murder victim I'm about to tell you about. Homicide investigators are piecing together the last moments of a much-loved young restaurant manager whose body was found beaten to death outside the Laguna Beach bar she left on Saturday night. Tatum Goodwin, 27, was enjoying a night out with friends, and uh, the party had made its way to a place called Hennessy's Tavern in Ocean Avenue. I've been to Tennessee's ta- Hennessy's Tavern. There's also there's also one in Manhattan <laughs> Beach, California. There may be more than that. At 2 a.m., a local resident reportedly heard screaming, and uh, just over six hours later, a construction worker found her body around the corner in a parking lot, a parking lot that stands behind an old movie theater and a Carmelita's restaurant where Tatum had worked for four years. It's affected not only me, it's affected so much of our team, said restaurant manager Marcos Heredia. She definitely did not deserve this. She's just a beautiful person. 
The Orange County Coroner's Division is conducting a postmortem on the young woman, a Long Beach scene website um, called Underground Laguna said that Tatum had recently broken up with a boyfriend and appeared to be upset when she left the bar in the early morning hours. She had gone to Hennessy's after leaving work and is also thought to have stopped for a drink at the Marine Bar on the opposite side of the street at some point in the evening. She was just such a loving, honest person, said her friend Alina McIntosh. You just wouldn't think that anything like this could happen to her. Uh, I can't even think right now to think this happened right across the street from my work and to someone we all loved so dearly. Heredia has set up a GoFundMe appeal to help pay for the funeral costs and to create a memorial for the young woman who was from San Clemente, which is nearby, just down the coast a little bit. Um, It's where the Navy SEALs train. Saying Clemente. So when he, he said Marine Bar, I was wondering if it was a bar on a marina or like a Marine Bar. Uh, I wouldn't think in Laguna there'd be a Marine Bar. I think that's just the name yeah. of the bar. The police are still trying to find her phone, which is sending out pings in the area of the bar. So, I mean, I would think maybe it wouldn't be that hard the, to find. Maybe they threw it on the roof or something. Uh, we're saddened by the census act of violence, said Laguna uh, Police uh, Department Chief Jeff Calvert. Our, uh, our detectives are working diligently to bring the suspect or suspects to justice. I mean, certainly they're taking a look, hard look at this boyfriend or ex-boyfriend, assuming they know who he is, which certainly seems like they would know who he is with uh, all the people that were connected to her that knew that she had uh, recently broken up with them. It, I mean, it seems like all roads are going to lead to that guy. But um, And I mean... We say these things sometimes, but you hear people say how wonderful this person was. She's also just a Look, gorgeous I mean, girl. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, really super. And Laguna. Sad. I mean, I, if you said to me what, you know, name the safest places in California to be, it, it would certainly be way up on my list. I Laguna Beach. Murders murder happen, happen everywhere. everywhere. They happen yep. everywhere. Yep, that's true. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. Maha crime oh, time for Friday. Crime time for Friday. Ooh, we've got one that, well, I'm just going to have to tell you all about an easy jet flight that was canceled after its passengers were made to disembark because someone on board the aircraft apparently defecated on oh, the bathroom say floor. Dookie, dookie didn't, I didn't even know. On the bathroom floor. Bathroom missed the whole floor. Pot. The flight. That's bad aim. That's really bad. That's really bad aim. Especially especially on the ground. Stand it up. It's not like you have a whole lot of room in there to maneuver. The flight on Wednesday evening had already been delayed several hours. Aaron uh, Goodu, a passenger on the flight, said the flight had already run into trouble pre departure with the scheduled plane. Uh, having to be switched out for a smaller aircraft, meaning some customers were turned away at boarding. Those who made it on board two hours after scheduled departure then had to wait on the ground for more than an hour while bags were offloaded because the aircraft was overweight. As the delay extended, the atmosphere on the packed flight was characterized by suspense and anger. Uh EasyJet planes, as they are, just aren't comfortable. It's just a basic seat with okay-ish leg room, so everyone was a bit 
tents. So someone on that yeah, flight right. decided they were going to shit on the floor right, right. <laughs> in protest, so likely. So they ate that yeah, made, you know, so they had to delay it yet again. And the pilot finally gave the all clear and said it would be about 20 minutes until departure. Well, you know what? Any, oh, wait, they, they finally took off. They cleaned it up and took off. They cleaned it up hey, and took off. Any body can be an asshole and shit on the floor, be a hero and shit on the ceiling. He wants to impress that. He should have shit on the That's ceiling. Deep. That's right? deep. That's right. I like that. That's your mile high crime. Mile high crime. You can that, now take off that belt. And move Think freely around the well, cabin. You see That's shit, a good strategy for. I mean, if you if you're on there and you just get that feeling that this is this is the fight that's going to go down. Right. How am I going to get them to bring it back to the gate? Right. Take mm. a shit on the floor in the Take bathroom. Shit on that shit happens, no doubt. Oh yeah. It's a kinky, kinky crime. Crimes for Friday. And here we go. A homeless man was arrested early Wednesday for exposing himself to a gas station clerk in Georgia who refused his request for a free beverage. Well, right? So, what you get? Mr. Dalton Whitehead, 25, was charged with two counts of public in D.C. and booked into jail where he remained Wednesday afternoon on a, on a $2,200 bond. Whitehead had entered the gas station around 2 a.m. Wednesday and asked for a free drink. The employee told him, no. Right? Happy hour? And the employee said, no, motherfucker, you got to pay for it. And he's, he then began cursing and yelling at the woman. She didn't say motherfucker. Y'all said that. Yeah, she just said no. The, um, she might have said that. Maybe, maybe she did. But the, he then began cursing and yelling at the woman. And a customer stepped in and told the homeless man to leave. He stepped outside. And flipped off the clerk and the man. Hmm. Whitehead then lowered his pants Uh-oh. and exposed his penis to huh. the clerk and customer. Well, Whitehead walked back into the business and stated to them that he would return with a weapon even bigger than the one that he was showing. Come on! <laughs> he had an anaconda. <laughs> he was coming back with a rocket launcher. Anyway, yeah, right? that's right. So the male customer followed Whitehead to a neighborhood, neighboring parking lot where Whitehead exposed himself again. Oh, my God. And shouted, shoot me, motherfucker. Yeah. Whitehead told Devin that he had never exposed himself, only slightly lowering his pants. But the suspect is well known, the local cops, and he was charged in March with aggravated stalking of a Georgia woman and violating a temporary protective order by coming to her house and looking in her car. He got two months in jail for that one and 10 months of probation. White Ed also has convictions for theft as well as two counts of burger from in 2015. And he was later picked up for violation of probation on burglary convictions. Now, now he's got to register. As a Can't keep his pecker in his pants. And here's here's his picture. Oh my gosh, Mr. Whitehead! We'll, we'll post that one for y'all to right. to see. Mr. Whitehead, look, give him a free drink next time. Yeah, he, right. he, <laughs> I mean, Nobody wants to see yeah, that. He probably got mad. Holster that, that they gun, boy. Laughing. He, they, he whipped it out and they started laughing at him like, "What you yeah. do with that little thing?" <laughs> The vanilla wafer. <laughs> hey, he gonna bring out a good gun even bigger. Yeah, I'll than go, this I'll right here, one bigger one. Yeah, that's a bad he, boy. Guy doesn't look that sinister there. I guess things went hey, downhill he after he had that picture taken. Criminals, by the way, they look. That's it. Oh, 
Did you listen to today's podcast yet, Mike? I haven't. I'm going to listen on the way Actually, home. it would be yesterday's yeah. podcast. <laughs> the one you were not on. I will listen on the way home. Uh, we did a dumb criminals in your absence. You, you did. did it. And no, we actually did no. We didn't. We didn't do it. We didn't do it. Well, I'm going to take a little bit of a detour here because I think this is so important that we're going to take up a dumb criminal slot with it. Is this board approved? Oh, yes. Now you know that Pinellas County, Florida is first in our hearts, right? But where else? Philadelphia. Where else can a 96-year-old octogenarian race his golf cart down the street at 65 miles per hour? But I have a second favorite Florida county, and it's Polk County. Polk County has one of our favorite sheriffs who kicks ass and keeps crime low, and his name is Grady Judd. While Sheriff Judd is getting ready and getting in the holiday spirit, he's got a first-of-its-kind kids' toy and surveillance device he's releasing. Right. The Polk County Sheriff's Office have announced that it's Sheriff on a Shelf really? is for sale. Oh, that's great. I'm so cool. buying that. Instead that's of an elf so cool. on a shelf, a miniature version of Sheriff Grady Judd can sit on your shelf this holiday season. That's funny. Here's a little picture of. Uh, oh, we got to get it. Okay. We got to get one from right. here. In a Facebook post by Polk County Sheriff's Office, the agency states that the sheriff on a shelf does what other shelf dwelling elves do watches over children, making sure they're nice, not naughty, and sharing his intel with St. Nick. The Polk County Sheriff's Office says, unlike Elf on the Shelf, Sheriff on the Shelf doesn't have to move each day to different locations in your home. He doesn't even have to go away with the. Uh, when the Christmas tree gets tossed to the curb, Sheriff Judd can hang out with you and your family all year round. <laughs> this exposes. As a reminder of how children can be nice all year. A sheriff on the shelf is $20 and all, meaning 100% of the proceeds go to Polk Sheriff's cha- Charities. Sales are cash and in person only. I'm, I'm a little concerned about the sheriff's cash only operation, but okay. Um, you can pick one up at the Polk County Sheriff's Office Operations Center at 1891 Jim Keene Boulevard in Winter Haven, or you can find one of the other locations by calling Polk County Sheriff's at 1 800 226 I'm into stealing ideas these days, especially from the state of Florida. Um, you know, I got really pissed off that they had come up with those Florida man games. And so I really want to steal this idea from that, Sheriff Judd because I, I think it's a, a great idea, but I want to take it to another level. So right now we're going to introduce to you the first ever Woody on your hoodie. And it's a, <laughs> it's a Woody doll that attaches to the hood of your car and lets people know not to fuck with you because you're on Team Woody. I have an early mock-up design that we'll share on social media. We promise that at least 5% of the proceeds of Woody on your hoodie will go to local charities. Five. We can't disclose where the other 95% it's will better go. Better than a cockroach. Just, uh, yeah. you know, we just Look, sometimes have to be protective of funny, those things. Right? But here is uh, the new Woody for your hoodie. Well, you can't oh, see my it, God. viewers, but we'll post it yes, on Facebook for funny. you. Uh, if it's over all your Bugatti and Mercedes emblems. Look, if we, uh, if we we'll, have we'll any let fans, you know when sales officially start. For the, say if we have any fans near Whitehaven, and Listen, I know we do, and uh, oh, we can call up and get. I will we'll totally to call up and get. I will totally Venmo you the money, Absolutely. and uh, and 
go get us a Grady Judge doll and ship it to us. Yes, I want it back. Sheriff it. on a shelf. Woody Sheriff on a but, hoodie. Pretty, but I'd much rather have fun. a Woody on a hoodie. What are you on a hoodie? All right, give me some, give me some banjos for Woody. Oh, we got to do your, your clothes out. All right, we got one more for you. A little WTF. Mm. I gotta do a over over the Thanksgiving holidays. I'm gonna do a WTF uh, sound or right. something. But we got a 73 year old man that has found himself behind bars after shooting and killing two of his land his two landlords over problems with plumbing mm. and electricity. Yeah, um, Miguel. Thilo was arrested and charged with two counts of premeditated murder after the incident that unfolded last week. Police were dispatched to an apartment efficiency in Hollywood, Florida, for a reported medical emergency. The 911 caller was not at the scene, but said she got a call from her mom at the scene who was having trouble breathing. The caller also reported a shooting and said two people were injured. Officers found two women dead lying on the ground in a doorway to a converted garage. Uh, Philo and an unnamed person were in the driveway when they arrived. Police. They also found a nine millimeter handgun with a black slide and a purple grip on top of a nightstand. A box of ammo missing 12 live rounds was found in the top drawer of a nightstand. And so were two magazines. Police also found five shell casings near the victim's body. Good Lord. Surveillance footage was located, but it was pointed the opposite direction. And police said audio captured gunfire. Five shots were heard, followed by a two minute pause, pause and one more shot. Detectives tried to speak to Fallow, but he said anything he says can be used against him, and he That's refused right. to talk. <laughs> Want a lawyer? That's it. He lawyered up, but uh, all of that over plumbing and electricity repairs. Yeah, WTF is wrong with people fire. today. Everything. No, plumbing will drive you crazy. It will, but not to murder. Right. Six. What, Just piss you off and you cuss at him a lot. A two minute delay for the six shot. Yeah, that's right. So that is your WTF. Yes. Any final thoughts? I do have some final thoughts. Actually, I want to say this. Uh, y'all know we have a lot, of, and I haven't talked to either one of you about this, so I'm going to throw it out there. The We have a, a, a lot of national commercials and stuff, and I get that. The um, I'm thinking, you know, we should try to help out some local people. Because yesterday, Jimmy, you and I were talking about Bloody mm-hmm. and Golem, and uh, I was telling you about injecting the turkeys with the um, Louisiana hot sauce. Mm-hmm. But if, if you are a local company, message us. All right. Right? Why, yeah. not, why not help the, a local business? We, we can we do it for the big companies. Why not do it for, for somebody mm-hmm. um, that listens to us? Like Parish Forensics. I'm all for that. In fact, if you're a global or an yes. intergalactic marketer. We're also open to <laughs> yeah. having conversation with you. We have no idea how much intergalactic, intergalactic. audience we have, yeah. but if they're out there, yeah. they're probably listening to the show. So, yeah. um, you know, if you make rocket fuel or something like that, yeah. you should be talking to us as well. I just thought that was an interesting thought. Yep. So, all right. And we love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. Thank you so much. Please continue to like, listen, and share. Um, you mean the world to us. We, we wouldn't have a show without you. That's, those words aren't fluff. We mean that. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. 
And I'm Mike Agavino. Get your Woody on a hoodie. <laughs> For real life, real crime daily. Peace. Aglets. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.